Hello and welcome to Chaplain's Word of the Day. I'm Chaplain Otis Corbett and I invite you to come along with me as we explore God's Word so that we can be inspired, challenged, and comforted together. Hello, I'm Otis Corbett and today I want to share a word about the pyromaniac preacher as I comment on Jonah chapter 4. We've probably all heard the sad tale of the California fire marshal who was an expert at putting out fires and solving arson cases, but who also was an expert arsonist himself. He even wrote a manuscript for a novel that detailed his exploits that was used against him in his court case. Now, Jonah was a similar figure. He was supposed to put out hell's fires, but instead he got hot and he stoked them. He is a prime example of how not to act in ministry. So let's look at his negative example today. We begin in chapter 3, verse 10. When God saw what they did, how they turned from their evil way, God relented of the disaster that he said he would do to them, and he did not do it. But it displeased Jonah exceedingly, and he was angry. We begin our study of Jonah today by seeing that he was burning with displeasure. Jonah, in a word, got hot. In fact, the word for angry in the original text is exactly that, hot. Jonah was hot. He was displeased with God's actions, and he wanted things to go his way. He had had that experience before of wanting things to go his way, and what he tried to do to avoid going to Nineveh was to run away. Of course, he got caught, and God deposited him right back in front of Nineveh so that he could do the work that God had asked him to do. So he knew he wouldn't be able to run away, so this time he got angry. He got mad. He was burning hot. So why was he angry? Well, we don't know. Maybe he still hated the Ninevites. Racism is a thing, and it has been throughout the entire experience of humanity. Maybe he thought God had wasted his talents because the Ninevites repented so easily. Maybe he was looking for a challenge and he didn't get that challenge. Maybe he thought that God had made him look like a fool. We read in the Gospels where once that a town rejected Jesus and the disciples wanted to call down fire on it. So this is not an uncommon thought, even amongst godly people. But what was his sin here? Well, his sin was not that he got angry. That's a normal human emotion. And it's not that he expressed his anger. See, God knows what we feel anyway. He knows when we're angry. He knows when we're happy. He knows when we're resentful. Maybe he was angry things didn't go his own way. That's a, a real likely possibility here. Because what we've seen time and time again in God's people is that when things don't go their way, they get angry. The children of Israel got angry at Moses when they went out into the desert and they didn't find any food and said, let's go back. What do you do? You brought us out here to die? Peter rebuked Jesus and Jesus had to say, get thee behind me, Satan. We see it in churches all the time and we see it in denominations that when people don't like a decision, they get angry and they burn with displeasure. But more than that, we see in Jonah 4 that Jonah was burning with self-pity. Let's begin reading again in verse 2. And he prayed to the Lord and said, O Lord, is not this what I said when I was yet in my country? 
That is why I made haste to flee to Tarshish, for I knew that you are a generous God and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and relenting from disaster. Therefore now, O Lord, please take my life for me, for it is better for me to die than to live. And the Lord said, Do you do well to be angry? Jonah went out of the city and sat to the east of the city and made a booth for himself there. He sat under it in the shade till he should see what became of the city. Now the Lord appointed a plant and made it come up over Jonah that it might be a shade over his head to save him from his discomfort. So Jonah was exceedingly glad because of the plant. But when dawn came up the next day, God appointed a worm that attacked the plant so that it withered. When the sun rose, God appointed a scorching east wind, and the sun beat down on the head of Jonah so that he was faint, and he asked the Lord that he might die. It is better for me to die than to live. But God said to Jonah, You do well to be angry for the plant? And he said, Yes, I do well to be angry, angry enough to die. Jonah was burning with self-pity. So, What do angry people do? They often strike out at the object of anger. This is, of course, the the whole impetus of the Uncle Remus story, the tar baby. Now, again, we have to take truth also with an understanding of society. And the tar baby was written in a different time than today. But the whole idea behind the tar baby was that Brother Rabbit would, would was attacking something that had disrespected him, quote unquote. And when he did that, he hit this object, which was made of tar. And every time he hit it, when he hit it with his hands or when he hit it with his feet or when he hit it with his head, he got stuck further and further into the tar baby. And you see, that's what happens. When we strike out at other people, when we strike out at God, we get further and further into our anger. And then sometimes what happens is we turn that anger inward and we become helpless and hapless and hopeless. And this is what Jonah did. He turned his anger inward. He became pitying of himself. He was burning with self-pity. He knew the power of God. He knew it wouldn't do any good to attack God. So in essence, Jonah took his toys and went home as we say colloquially, or he threw his teddy bear in the corner. He acted just like a child, petulant and silly. He said it would be better if God would just kill him outright. (laughs) My wife had a saying when she was younger, she'd say when she was feeling sort of bad, she'd say, nobody loves me, everybody hates me, I'm going to go out and eat a worm. (laughs) No, she wasn't going to go eat a worm. But What she was saying was she was just, you know, upset and and sad, just like Jonah was here. But Jonah did something interesting. He went out into the country to wait for the city to backslide. He went out there and watched them suspiciously. Instead of staying in the city to engage them and help disciple them and help them to learn more about God, he threw up his hands, he dusted off his feet, and he went out into the countryside to sort of observe them, to say, I knew that these people didn't really mean what they said. I knew they were going to backslide. I told you it wasn't for real. That's what he wanted to tell God. I told you so. And he went out and he sat out in the countryside, resentful and angry. So do people do that today? Oh, yes, they do. People vote with their feet in churches. They decide that a church is not doing what they want it to do. And so they just leave or they vote with their pocketbooks. They withhold money from the church. 
Well, it's not the church's money, it's God's money. And they're withholding their offerings and their tithes from God. They spread rumors over the phone, or now they get on Facebook or Twitter and they say things that aren't true or even partially true. Sometimes they say things that are wholly true, but they do them in a way to hurt instead of to build up. They say they want the church to grow, but they don't do anything to help that church grow. And then they wonder why nothing's happening, or they hold that against the leadership of the church. Jonah was burning with self-pity. And this is what you see in this passage of Scripture. You know, it's funny because he was supposed to be a preacher of the gospel. But when people responded the way God wanted them to, he got angry. He got angry with God and then he got angry with himself. And then finally, what we see in, in the end of this chapter is that he was burning with embarrassment. Verse 9 says, But God said to Jonah, Do you do well to be angry for the plant? And he said, Yes, I do well to be angry, angry enough to die. And the Lord said, You pity the plant for which you did not labor, nor did you make it grow, which came into being in a night and perished in a night. And should I not pity Nineveh, that great city in which there are more than 120,000 persons who do not know their right hand from their left, and also much cattle? Jonah's behavior here was embarrassing. He did not re represent Israel well. He did not represent himself well. He did not represent preachers well. And he did not represent God well. And his attitude here made no sense. He didn't make the plant, but he was angry when it died. God made Nineveh, and he should love it like Jonah loved his shade tree. Some things didn't make sense. Jonah's behavior here was embarrassing. He did not represent Israel well. He did not represent himself well. He didn't represent ministry well. He didn't represent pastors well. He didn't represent God well. And his attitude made no sense. He didn't make that plant, but he was angry when it died. You know, God made Nineveh. Did Jonah expect God not to love something that he made when he would love something that he didn't make? Jonah was like the teenager that said, I'm tired of being told what to do. I'm going to go join the army. Hmm. Think of the waste had Jonah had his way. A whole city, buildings, vehicles, cattle, people destroyed, and all laid to waste because of a petulant attitude. We need an attitude check today in our nation. We need an attitude check today in our community. We need an attitude check today in our families and in our churches. It's hard to get anyone on board with a project. It's hard to get people to commit to going in the same direction. And yet plenty of people want to resist and to complain. So are we any better today than Jonah? Are we any better today in serving God? Are we any better today in our attitude? Are we any better today in our humility? I'm afraid we're not. I'm afraid we're just like Jonah. And frankly, I'm afraid that we're worse than Jonah. Jonah is a negative example, one that we should learn from, one that we should apply to our lives. We need to avoid being like Jonah with every fiber of our being. Instead of being displeased when God acts, we need to be pleased when God acts. Instead of being embarrassed when God brings someone to know 
His gospel and change their ways. We need to rejoice. We need to rejoice with the angels in heaven when that one sinner becomes saved. How much more should we rejoice when hundreds and thousands of people become saved? Are we any better than Jonah? I pray that we are. And if we're not, I pray that we will be. Thanks for listening. I'll be back soon with another portion of God's Word that we can consider together. Every blessing, I'm Chaplain Otis Corbett.